Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. The afternoon, but temperatures slightly lower in the mid to upper 40s. But Friday, it's a nice rebound, 56 degrees with plenty of sunshine. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Jordan Evans in the First Alert Weather Center. We are down to 39 in Potomac and 42 degrees right now in Tyson's. 559. This is WTOP News. Facts matter. This hour of news is sponsored by Lido Pizza. Lido Pizza never cuts corners. Good evening, I'm Ann Kramer. And I'm Sean Anderson. Coming up... Breaking news. House Republicans vote to begin an impeachment inquiry into President Biden. WTOP Capitol Hill correspondent Mitchell Miller will join us with details at 6.15. Our other big story. Details on plans to bring the Capitals and Wizards here to Alexandria. I'm Neil Augenstein. D.C.'s mayor insists a move to Virginia for the Caps and the Wizards is not necessarily a done deal. I'm Kate Ryan. On the arena deal, Virginia's new Senate Majority Leader says... We have to evaluate the project for taxpayer risk. I'm Nick Ainelli. Six o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Monica Ricks, and we are following breaking news from Capitol Hill. On this vote, the yeas are 221 and the nays are 212. The resolution is adopted. The House just passed a resolution formalizing an impeachment inquiry into President Biden. CBS's Scott McFarlane is there. They've been alleging for nearly 11 months that there are foreign business dealings involving the president's son that they believe may have entangled the president himself and enriched the president himself. The White House and Democrats here have kicked back hard, saying you've been investigating for 11 months, but there's no evidence of that. The resolution, however, does provide a stronger foundation for a wider investigation. Meantime, President Biden's son Hunter made some rare comments on Capitol Hill today after skipping a private deposition by a House committee ahead of this vote. More on that from CBS's Natalie Brand. Hunter Biden insisted he will only testify in a public hearing, not behind closed doors as the committee requested. I'm here. I'm ready. Republicans pushed back. We expect to depose the president's son and then we will be more than happy to have a public hearing with him. Interest rates will remain unchanged to cap off the year, which drove the Dow to record highs today. CBS's Jill Schlesinger. As recession fears have eased and it has become clearer that companies can make money, even with interest rates at these levels and the job market remains solid, stocks have staged a comeback in 2023. The Federal Reserve says cuts are coming in the new year. Tough day for the Israeli military today in Gaza. CBS's Robert Berger reports from Jerusalem. 
Israel suffered one of the heaviest single-day losses of the war when nine soldiers were killed in a Hamas ambush in Gaza City. The casualties were from an elite unit and included a colonel and a battalion commander. Troops are still engaged in heavy fighting with Hamas in and around Gaza City more than six weeks after attacks in Israel. Today, a 28-year-old man faces murder charges in Detroit for allegedly killing a synagogue leader. Wayne County Prosecutor Kim Worthy. There are no facts to suggest that this defendant knew Ms. Walls, and there are certainly no facts to suggest that this was a hate crime. But it did happen two weeks after the war started in the Middle East. A fear of illness could bring early death. CBS's Allison Keyes explains. A large study finds that people suffering from hypochondria and excessive fear of serious illness tend to die earlier than those who aren't so fussed about their health. The Swedish study finds that those suffering from what is now known as illness anxiety disorder are four times more likely to die from suicide. Easier said than done, but experts are encouraging those people to relax. This is CBS News. You don't need a job platform. You need a hiring partner. Indeed lets you schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from one place. Start at Indeed.com slash credit. 603 on WTOP on this December 13th, 2023. Clear skies. We drop down to 46 in D.C. Good evening. I'm Sean Anderson. And I'm Ann Kramer. Our top local story is WTOP's continuing coverage of the potential move of the Caps and Wizards to Northern Virginia. It is being described as transformational and even monumental. The owner of the Washington Caps and Wizards has unveiled a multi-billion dollar deal to move his teams from the district to Potomac Yard neighborhood in Alexandria. Now, the plan still needs to clear some obstacles, but if it comes true, it is a potential economic earthquake that would impact the fortunes of both Northern Virginia and D.C. Our team coverage starts with WTOP's Neil Augenstein in Alexandria. Here next to the Potomac Yard Metro is where it'll be built, says Ted Leonsis, the majority owner of the Washington Capitals and Wizards. And when we first came out here and I saw 70 acres and the ability to stalk with a clean slate. Besides a new arena, there'd be a new headquarters for his monumental sports, a media studio, performance venue, retail and restaurants. He promises to be a good neighbor. Having that personal touch is vital to make sure that you are listening, that you're hearing, that you're empathetic and understand what is going on in the community. Governor Glenn Youngkin says the deal would benefit Virginia taxpayers. Over the life of this project, 30,000 new jobs and an estimated $12 billion of economic activity to be generated in the Commonwealth and in the city of Alexandria. In Alexandria, Neil Augenstein, WTLP News. Now, what about the economic impacts to the district? D.C.'s mayor is admitting disappointment to the announcement today, but not defeat. WTOP's Kate Ryan reports the effort to keep the Capitals and Wizards in D.C. is still alive. Despite the fact that Virginia officials appeared with Monumental's Ted Leonsis to announce plans to move from D.C. to Potomac Yard, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser told reporters. And I'm not sure from what I heard this morning what the Virginia process is, um, but we expect um, that it will hit some snags. Bowser repeated that she was in lockstep with the D.C. Council to offer $500 million to retain the Wizards and the Capitals at Capital One Arena in downtown. Which means that Monumental could have their uh, dollars from the district as early as the spring. In the meantime, Bowser said she's focused on the future 
future of D.C.'s downtown and protecting and growing area businesses there. In the district, Kate Ryan, WTOP News. Well, a lot more has to happen before we can even get close to inking this final deal and an arena being developed. Needs to get the green light from lawmakers. WTOP's Nick Ionelli tells us the deal still needs the approval of the Virginia General Assembly and the city council in Alexandria. It's definitely a very interesting opportunity for Virginia. And it could get broad support in the General Assembly because of tax revenue that would benefit the entire state, says Scott Surville, the incoming Virginia Senate Majority Leader. But he tells WTOP he wants to learn more. We have to evaluate the project for taxpayer risk. There's going to be a lot of questions about the transportation infrastructure necessary to support the project and who's funding that. In Alexandria, Mayor Justin Wilson is enthusiastic. Everyone in this city will benefit from this investment. Those sources on the Alexandria City Council tell WTOP that while they are excited about this, they have questions about the impact on traffic congestion and transportation. The council plans to talk publicly about the project and release more details during a meeting on Saturday. Nick Einelli, WTOP News. Some people in the quiet section of Alexandria nearby are thrilled they may soon be able to walk to Capitals and Wizards games. But WTOP Scott Gelman spoke to others who are very concerned about the possible move to Potomac Yard. And so we're going to have to come to the fact that we're going to be getting a longer commute times. Here in the Delray neighborhood of Alexandria, signs on poles say save the neighborhood, stop the stadium at Potomac Yard. It's kind of a crime to think that with all the other issues in Alexandria right now with lack of housing and everything else that we're going to cut a tax break for a billionaire to come over and bring a basketball team. But some residents are excited at the chance to be within walking or biking distance to watch the Capitals or Wizards. I think it's fantastic. It's wonderful probably going to see a game or two. Got some texts today about it. Like, I'm not too happy about this. I don't know about you guys. No, I'm not, I'm not against it. In Alexandria, Scott Gelman, WTOP News. Coming up in Monday News after traffic and weather. The push for back to the office is still facing pushback. I'm Jeff Claybaugh. It's 608. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8th and when it breaks. Dave Dildine in the WTOP Traffic Center. In Virginia on 95 northbound delays from Newington to get onto the outer loop of the Beltway and continuously slow from Springfield through Alexandria to the Wilson Bridge as a measure of how much demand there is. Still pretty crowded on the Beltway's interloop from Route 7. Up across the American Legion Bridge toward the spur, an outer loop congestion persists between 66 and Gallus Road. And on 66 westbound, heavy near Vienna and Oakton and slower from Centerville toward Manassas. Traffic mixing at the uh, end of the express lanes flyover for business 234. Eastbound traffic is slow coming off the Dulles Connector through Falls Church into Arlington as well crash uh, near Telegraph Road and uh, north of uh, Rose Hill Drive. At least one crash is still slowing the pace on Telegraph Road both ways. Coming out of D.C. on Suitland Parkway near Stanton Road, had one reported broken down in the left lane in Maryland and back on the Beltway. While we've got interloop volume delays through Silver Spring, College Park, Greenbelt, and Lanham on the outer loop, on the outer loop it's slow from 270 past Old Georgetown Road. And the crash involving a truck and a smaller vehicle before the big curve still blocking the right side. 270 north still congested in Gaithersburg. 95 in Baltimore, Washington Parkway. Some on-again, off-again delays in and out of Laurel. Route 50 eastbound better to the Severn River Bridge. The broken-down vehicle is now clear. 
Go electric. The Fitzway, looking for an electric car? Try the new Subaru, Solterra, Hyundai, Ioniq, or Toyota BZ4X. State and federal incentives available. Go electric at Fitzmall.com. Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. Let's check our forecast now from 7 News First Alert meteorologist Jordan Evans. Get ready for a chilly evening. Temperatures back into the 30s by 7 p.m., then it's upper 20s for early tomorrow. It will be clear overnight. Temperatures for your Thursday afternoon in the mid-upper 40s with some sunshine and clouds to start. Thursday night, cold once again, lows in the upper 20s to low 30s. Then Friday, a pretty nice day. Highs around 56 and Saturday will be a repeat up to 57 degrees, tracking more rain starting Sunday. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Jordan Evans in the Virtual Alert Weather Center. Temperatures already ready to take the dive. We're down at 38 in Germantown. DuPont Circle now 39. Still 42 in Annandale. Brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest financing. Terms and conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. Money news at 10 and 40 past the hour. Here's Jeff Claybaugh. The Federal Reserve did not indicate when the first rate cut would come, but it does now indicate they are coming. The Fed's dot plot of individual policymaker expectations sees Three cuts next year, four in 2025 and three more in 26. Wall Street rallied, the Dow up 512 points, and it closed at a record. The S&P 500 up 63, the Nasdaq up 201 points, all 1.5% gains. By one measure, the Fed's inflation goal is here. Core producer prices, inflation at the wholesale level, fell to an annual rate of 2%. Companies have been pushing the the back-to-the-office message for over a year now. But in the D.C. metro, on-site office work is still well below pre-pandemic. Building security company Castle Systems says average office occupancy in the D.C. metro is still 49.5%. Jeff Claybaugh, WTOP News. This report is sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable never looks so good. Style, selection, color. You want it all? You want Regency Furniture. With hundreds of pieces arriving every day, you'll find just what you need to give your rooms a total refresh. Regency Furniture. Affordable never looks so good. Coming up on WTOP, the other breaking story of the night. House Republicans vote to launch an impeachment inquiry into President Biden. We will go in-depth with WTOP Capitol Hill correspondent Mitchell Miller, 612. The future depends on semiconductors. Semiconductors are the backbone of the global economy, and America should lead the development and manufacturing of this century's most essential technology. We can't risk another chip supply chain failure that creates shortages. America needs to lead in chips, and American chip leadership starts with Intel. Our innovations help the United States lead in critical industries like medicine, transportation, and defense. And Intel's essential research and development is done right here in America. With support from the CHIPS Act, we're investing $100 billion over five years, expanding America's ability to build leading-edge chips. That's good for America's security, prosperity, and jobs. Intel's investments are putting America back on the path to technology leadership. U.S. chip leadership starts with Intel. Hi, this is George Wallace, and it's that time of year you're making out your holiday wish list. And I see that you've put a new roof on there. Well, you're in luck. All you got to do is pick up the phone and call Jessica Fingles at New Look Home Design, and she will make that happen because right now, New Look offering 50% off of all roofing and siding materials plus free gutters. 
with the purchase of a complete roof or siding replacement, you can also qualify for 0% interest-free financing. And if that's not enough, if you mention my name when you call, you get to take an extra 10% off of your entire project through the month of December. New Look has installed over 40,000 roofs, and they all come with a lifetime warranty. So don't waste any more time. Do what I and over 40,000 customers have done. Trust the roofing experts of over 20 years. Pick up the phone, call 800-279-5300, or visit newlookhomedesign.com. Coming up, we'll talk about the possible Caps Wizards move to Northern Virginia, if it's really going to happen. We'll have sports in about 10 minutes on WTOP. Hi, this is Scott Trout of Cordell & Cordell. There are a lot of great dads out there. Sometimes those dads get divorced. For more than 30 years, we have represented men in divorce, confronting the pitfalls that could devastate your finances or harm your family relationships. While every situation is different, our goal is to get the best outcome for you and your kids. Visit CordellCordell.com to take the first step. Offices in Fairfax, Virginia and Frederick, Maryland. Schedule an appointment with one of Cordell and Cordell's attorneys. Online at CordellCordell.com. WTOP and Silver Diner now bring you Free Lunch Friday to thank you for listening to WTOP, whether you're at home, at work, or on the go. Three winners every Friday. Enter to win free lunch courtesy of Silver Diner and plan your next luncheon with up to five additional guests. There's something for everyone at Silver Diner with over a 100 menu items, including vegan and gluten-free options and your diner favorites. So don't miss out. Enter to win today at WTOP.com. Search free lunch. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. It's 6.15. I'm Ann Kramer. And I'm Sean Anderson. Thanks for joining us. On this vote, the yeas are 221 and the nays are 212. The resolution is adopted. Well, the House tonight voting to approve an impeachment inquiry into President Biden. Well, joining us live from Capitol Hill, WTOP's Mitchell Miller. After the vote has just come down here in the last several minutes, Mitch House Republicans have been investigating President Biden and his family for several months. So what does this vote actually do for them? Well, Sean and Ann, this allows them to put more legal muscle into subpoenas and demands for documents from the White House and potential witnesses. The chair of the Judiciary Committee, Jim Jordan, today indicated he plans to call several more witnesses. And the Oversight and Ways and Means Committees are also moving ahead with their investigations. Democrats argue that Republicans are on a fishing expedition and have uncovered no specific evidence tying President Biden to the business dealings of his son, Hunter. But Republicans say they're following the facts and the Vision here very much reflected in that vote with all Republicans voting for the impeachment inquiry, all Democrats voting against it. And Mitch, the other big news on Capitol Hill today was Hunter Biden actually came to the Capitol, but he didn't testify. Yeah, this was a really extraordinary event. And uh, we had Hunter Biden on the Capitol Hill grounds speaking on behalf of his own case and defending himself and the president. My father was not financially involved in my business, not as a practicing lawyer. Not in my investments at home nor abroad. So while he was only a short distance away from the House committee hearing room where they were going to have a private deposition, he refused to be deposed privately behind closed doors, arguing that Republicans could cherry pick his testimony. So Republicans are now threatening to hold him in contempt. We'll have to see what happens. That would likely take place in the coming year. Mitch, we understand there has been some movement on talks involving the southern border, which are linked to aid for Ukraine. But can Congress 
get that across the finish line? Well, that's the big question tonight, and it does not look like they will be able to do it. There has been a furious effort by Democrats and the White House with the backing of President Biden to try to alter the Democrat stance in connection with the southern border. Republicans really pushing hard, as you know, to make sure that there were policy changes in connection with that so that in in uh, response to that, they would then allow the aid for Israel and Ukraine to be passed. But right now, it just doesn't look like there's enough time to do this. Congress is expected to leave in just the next few days. And even the biggest uh, supporters of these negotiations say they, they just can't get it done and it will probably be pushed into the next year. Busy day on, on Capitol Hill, Mitch. We appreciate your time. You bet. Capitol Hill correspondent Mitchell Miller. Top stories we're working on for you, WTOP. As we have been telling you all day, reaction continues to pour into the announcement of a deal between the owner of the Wizards and Caps and the state of Virginia to move the two teams to Alexandria. And the Prince William County Board of Supervisors OK's plans to build one of the biggest data centers in the world. Keep it here for full details on these stories in the minutes ahead. It's 618 traffic and weather on the 8th and Dave Dildine in the WTOP Traffic Center. Columbia, Maryland, 95 southbound delays building. Crash reported south of 32 fire rescue sent. BW Parkway southbound traffic remains heavy through Laurel. 270 northbound still slow through Gaithersburg. On the Beltway, congestion remains on both loops near Greenbelt. Outer loop before the 270 spur curve. The crash out of the way, but it's still slow from the big curve into northern Virginia and farther around on the outer loop near 66. And a very slow evening from the Springfield interchange to the Woodrow Wilson Bridge. Delays begin back on 95 northbound, just north of Fairfax County Parkway. There's also a crash on the outer loop flyover to go northbound on 395, but ram traffic does get by. Inner loop still crawling from Route 7 across the Legion Bridge to River Road as well. There's a new crash reported on I-66 westbound near Nutley Street. Once again, paramedics sent westbound on 66 to a point near the Vienna Metro Station. Farther west, persistent congestion from Centerville toward the Manassas Rest Area. Traffic brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. Proud to serve members of the Armed Forces, DOD, veterans, and their families. The members of the mission learn more at NavyFederal.org. Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. Over to the 7 News First Alert Weather Center and Mark Pena. Mark, take us through tonight. What we got? It's yeah, it's going to be a cold one. We had a reinforcing shot of some cold air that came through earlier today. And while it didn't bring any rainfall, it is going to cool us off a little bit tonight. Looking at temperatures tomorrow morning in the 20s across the entire area. So bundle up as you're heading outside because it's also going to be a chilly afternoon. Highs will be in the 40s for your Thursday afternoon, but that's going to be under lots of sunshine. By Friday, we begin to see south winds return. That's going to moderate those temperatures back to seasonal averages. That's in the low to mid 50s with mostly sunny skies. And we'll do it all over again for Saturday as well with pleasant conditions and dry conditions at that uh, ahead of our next big weather maker which looks to come on Sunday. Now this next weather maker looking like it's going to come through late Sunday and potentially throughout the day on Monday and even into Tuesday right now. Again this is still about five six days away so timing right now just a little fuzzy but confidence is rising that we're looking at another washout of a rain event with one to potentially even two inches of rain over that course of time uh, as well as the potential for some wintry weather on the back end of the system. So this is going to be on Tuesday 
Tuesday. Now, this is still, again, a ways away, but there's a chance that we could see a quick uh, switchover from rain to snow as the system departs our area. Uh, again, I think the main concern is going to be just the rain that's going to come with this event. Again, with, again, widespread one to potentially even two inches, uh, it's going to cause some travel disruptions for sure as we head towards just a really busy travel time for Sunday and Monday. So we'll keep you up to date with the latest forecast as we continue to iron it out. Uh, but for now, we got lots of sunshine to look forward to over the next few days. So let's just enjoy it. Outside, it's cooling off. I'm seeing some 30s out there. It's currently 37 in Rockville, 44 in downtown D.C., and I've got 36 in Tyson's. All right. Thanks so much. Coming up on WTOP, what is Monumental Sports saying about D.C.'s counteroffer to keep the teams in the city? We'll explore that. 621. This is John from 2060 Digital. And one of our retail partners asked us how they can improve their holiday season marketing. This is peak time for profits and competition, so you need to spend your ad dollars wisely. Syncing your digital conversions with your website's analytics and your point-of-sale system will prove your rate of return and allow you to put your money in the right place. For more questions and tips, Visit us at 2060digital.com slash DC. Attention families of Prince George's County middle and high school students. As a career and technical education student at PGCPS, you can earn college credit in industry certifications or licensing while in high school with no student debt. From IT to construction to engineering, choose from more than 30 programs of study. Plus, find a mentor in your chosen field. Become an apprentice, get help finding a job, and graduate high school with the ability to earn livable wages immediately. Your future starts now at pgcps.org slash CTE. Seating is limited. Apply today. Today's Innovation in Government report highlights the government's IT modernization opportunities. Herb Kelsey, the Project Fort Zero team leader at Dell Technologies, says agencies need a strategy that improves cybersecurity across all aspects of their infrastructure in parallel. The concern that I would have with people starting somewhere like identity management and not working on the other pillars of zero trust in parallel is that all they're doing is pushing the adversary to an area that they're not focused on right now. And so the conversations that I have with agencies, whether it's in the U.S. or around the world, is you really need to look at building across all of those pillars in order to be successful. Let Dell Technologies, Kerasoft, and their reseller partners help you imagine what your agency is capable of. Listen to the full program at federalnewsnetwork.com, keyword innovation in government. This is WTOP News. 623. Our continuing coverage of the plan to perhaps get the Wizards and Capitals onto Virginia. Just before the big announcement this morning, D.C. put a $500 million counteroffer on the table to keep the teams in the district. While Monumental Sports, the owner of the teams, acknowledges the offer, Jordan Silberman, who's the president of venues for Monumental Sports, joined us earlier on WTOP to talk about it. All of our focus and attention right now is around the the framework of an agreement that we have with the the state of Virginia, and we're going to focus our attention there. As we embark on this, we still think of uh, Capital One Arena and our our relationship and partnership with the city as as an important part of our future. We we still intend to run Capital One Arena and and put programming and content in here, uh, like the the Washington Mystics in a couple years. Now, D.C. Councilwoman Brooke Pinto, who represents the area where Capital One Arena is located, says if this happens, the district will need to have a difficult discussion about the future of the area around Capital One. One of the things that we'll be thinking about is how we can drive additional foot traffic downtown to the location of the arena um, 
in a way that is not just going to support downtown and our, our Chinatown neighborhoods, but that's going to provide a similar type of economic boon to support the entire district budget, which right now is so supported by the generated activity around the arena. She says, while disheartened by the announcement today, she hopes Monumental has a change of heart after talking over the deal the city has put on the table. Sports at 25 and 55. Powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Steve Dresner joins us, who's also been on top of this story all day long. It's uh, been a handful today. Uh, <laughs> good evening, everyone. Yeah. Well, we, first of all, we do have the Wizards tonight hosting the Pelicans. That'll be a 7 o'clock tip down at Capital One Arena. Spoken to a few executives around the NFL and the NBA. And, you know, we've had teams like the Atlanta Braves, Arizona Cardinals, at one time played in Phoenix, and they moved. And we're going to hear from a few interesting people tonight. I say interesting, one of which is Andrew Brandt. He's a local prodigy, if you will, a very well-regarded sports business analyst and lawyer, and he used to be part of the executive staff of the Green Bay Packers. He has an interesting take as well. We have Larry Weissman, who's the former national NBA sports writer for USA Today. Larry was through thick and thin when the Bullets 